Welcome to the Coach's Edge podcast, dedicated to teaching, sharing, and learning the game. Thanks for joining me today. I'm your host, Steve Kramer of the Coach's Edge. And I want to share with you a little bit about late game situations and late game philosophy. I'm going to share a few of my thoughts that I've shared in a little video presentation to some of our Coach's Edge members. This was actually a, a presentation we did see last Sunday with our Coach's Edge members. And we had great dialogue and discussion on this topic with, you know, foul or defend and different types of defenses when you're up three and, and you just, you can give up a two. Really great stuff with our Coach's Edge coach members. But in this one, I wanted to share with you the audio from one of those presentations and hopefully get the wheels turning for you on some things that you wanna have in your back pocket. You wanna know what are our go-tos offensively and defensively when we're trying to break presses, break pressure, uh, handle some half-court traps and some of the quick hitters that we need to go to, uh, all that good stuff that can be difficult to recall sometimes in high pressure situations. So if you find it beneficial, please tag us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, whatever it might be. Um, it's at Coach's Edge One on Twitter. Contact at currentbasketball.com if you're curious about anything that we have going on. And if you're curious about uh, getting a PDF of some of our late game quick hitters with limited time left on the clock, we have a handful of those for our Coach's Edge members, but I'm, I'm comfortable handling and sending that out to any of our listeners. So just let me know, reach out, and we can send that to you. Thank you for checking out the Coach's Edge pod. Let's get to the show. Coaches, welcome to this short presentation on late game situations. It's my hope that through this presentation, you're going to get a feel for uh, some philosophy and get the wheels turning for what you might be doing with your basketball team this season and moving forward as far as making sure uh, you have some things down that you know that are your go-tos when you're in certain situations where you're up, you're down, and you're in the fourth quarter or even in the final seconds. I'm going to share a little bit of my philosophy based on an imaginary high school basketball team that, that I'm coaching. Um, and obviously, we all know that depending on the group of players that you have, experience level, talent level you have, that this is always a work in progress. What you're going to see from me in these coming slides is always a work in progress. It's always changing. This is something that I could go back on each and every year and make some tweaks to. Here are some things that we're going to touch on in this short presentation. Late game situations, our pressure breaks, whether that's full court or half court, what our press defense looks like or a half court trap, and then what are some of the plays that we have to run that we know these are our go-to plays when time is running out, we really need to get a specific bucket. Okay, late game situations. These are some philosophy aspects uh, that I wanted to share with you. Um, by no means do I think that you have to agree with me or vice versa. Uh, I just wanted to share some of my thoughts on late game situations. Um, I think we always want to put pressure on the rim. We want to increase the possibility that we're going to get fouled, right? So we, we want to have that aggressive mindset at all times. Um, knowing we, when we need to stop clock, we can foul. We can use timeouts, especially when we're down in those situations. Um, a lot of coaches talk about foul or defend. 
go out foul or defend. I think we can foul if we're up three and, you know, there's under seven seconds or so left on the clock. If possible, if it's a good situation, obviously we don't want to risk fouling somebody if they're getting up into their shot motion, but that's something we can talk about with our kids, making sure it's not an intentional foul. You're making a play on the ball, all that good stuff. I think there's just, if you're, especially if you're shooting a, you know, even a one-on-one, but if you're just shooting free throws, there's so many things that have to go right for you in order to come back and win the game when you're up three with limited time on the clock. I, 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 I believe it. So um, another thing we want to take layups, you know, you see some teams who will have a layup and then they they'll dribble it back out. Uh, for the most part, if they're giving us a layup, I'll take the two points clock keeps running in high school anyway. Um, and if we're in a situation where the other team has scored and we have the chance to come back and I have a timeout to set something up, preferably, preferably, I don't want to let the defense get set. So although I might be able to call timeout and give my team a specific play, I'm really going to hope that we can get the basketball in quickly and that without the defense getting set, our players have the ability to generate a, a better shot than we would have been able to draw up for them. So the other team can't get um, their, the other coach can't get their team set. So that's a little bit of my overall general philosophies with uh, some late game situations. Okay. Our pressure breaks. And as I go into these again, it's more about, you knowing, and maybe you have a little notepad during the game, um, a note card. It's this is about you knowing what your philosophy is, what your go-tos are when you're in those difficult situations. And in, in this case, we're winning. The other team is applying pressure. What do we go to, right? With my team, our main go-to is, is a press break called quick where we try to hit the middle on the move with our primary ball handler. We're looking for long diagonal passes. If it's something that's a little more pressure related, but they're not really coming out to get us in a man situation, especially I'm comfortable giving the ball to my point guard and just clearing down, letting them bring the basketball up. If it's more of a half court trap situation, we have a press break, a half court traps um, break that we use called circle, which is kind of a two, two, one that goes into a one, three, one setup. And it's uh, a lot of in the middle, out of the middle, getting the ball middle, looking opposite um, type, type break. And that's our go-to as far as handling uh, a half-court trap. Just making sure that we know these things, our staff knows these things, our players know these things when we're in some of those tight, high-stress situations. Same thing for defense. We're down. We need to create some turnovers, cause some havoc. What are our go-tos? Our go-tos, the man-to-man run and jump defense. We really want to trap the ball handler on the run. We want to trap and rotate up your basic run and jump style defense. We really want to get that ball handler moving, put it on the deck, and then attacking them. Now, maybe athletically that doesn't make sense for our group. I'd like to also have a 2 2 1 press in place. And in my mind, these are, these are my two favorite presses. So maybe it'll be a season where 2 2 1 is our main press. Man-to-man run and jump is more of a secondary thing based on matchups and vice vice versa. If we're really down, uh, most teams don't trap all the way down in the corners off of a 2-2-1. Two, two, 
I say we go and get it, right? We need to get the basketball back. And so we're trapping the half court lines. We're chasing them all the way down to the corners, trying to get the corner trap as well. Now, if we're handling a half court trap, I'm sorry, this is our defense. If we're in a half court trap, maybe our team isn't best suited for extending full court, but we wanna be able to half court trap and that's how we're gonna be able to cross some turnovers, you know, I'm thinking fourth quarter, you know, we're down six, down eight. We need to throw something different in there if we're going to have a, have a chance. Uh, very similar to our man-to-man -man run and jump, man-to-man -man with a chaser, and we're pushing the ball, the ball handler towards the sideline. We're trapping the handler and rotating. Uh, one thing that I recommend with this, if this is a half-court trap and man-to-man, -man, um, we want to get that trap when somebody is, is dribbling on the move along one of the sidelines or towards one of the sidelines, preferably. So what I mean is if somebody's dribbling the basketball up in your half court and they make a pass to somebody else, we're not going to get that. That player may catch it, pivot, look. If they haven't put it on the deck, if they're still in the middle of the court, we're not going to chase with whoever passed the basketball and go get it, right? So that's what I mean by a man to man with the chaser. If it's that, if it's that one pass away type pass, right, where it's right side over to left side, and that player is holding it, we're not going to go get him. But if that player passes, say right slot extended all the way past, say to half court, they pass it over right to left, and that player starts dribbling the ball towards the left sideline. We're chasing them with the person who is guarding the ball in the right slot. We're chasing over there. We're rotating up on the strong side to anticipate stealing the pass. We're, we're rotating across on the backside, and we're giving up the, the corner pass, the diag long diagonal pass that is tough to make. I hope I explained that, and that made some sense. Another trap that I like in the half court is a 1-3-1 half court trap. I think it's really good to try to steer to a side up top, and it gives you an opportunity to trap all four corners. That's something that I like. That's something that I have some experience using uh, as well in the past. And if you have a team that really has a person who, when it comes to like a one-three-one trap, if you have two long wings that you can put on the sidelines, if you have uh, someone who is really kind of a, a tough rebounding player that you are comfortable moving them baseline to baseline, you can put them in the back. The person on the front, it is nice if they have a lot of length, but for me, uh, if they're quick, they're quick because they, they're changing both sides of the court. Are they uh, aggressive? Are they quick? Are they able to try to steer a ball handler to one side or the other? And then they also obviously need to be good trapping the basketball as well. And then our middle player is probably going to be our slowest player, but they need to be a high IQ player. They need to be able to deny anybody that's middle. And if somebody's not in the middle, it means somebody's probably coming to the middle. So they really need to be on it and paying attention as far as being able to deny middle. They're not going to be involved in any traps. They're staying more in the middle, but they also need to be ready to stop ball if there is a breakdown on one of our traps along the half court line, somebody gets split with the dribble. They need to be mindful of, hey, I got to be able to step and really stop the basketball before they can get into our back line of defense. Um, so 
the, the other thing that you might want to think about if you're in a half court trap and you're applying this, you know, earlier in the game is, are you going to go and chase down to get the corners? If so, um, you really want to make sure that those wings are also good rebounders, knowing that the basketball is probably for most high school teams going to be handled on the right side of the court. So is that player that's on the opposite wing or the left wing one, if that trap is high, are they a good anticipator? Are they a person who can really come across and pick that pass off when it's being reversed from, say, the right corner down? And if the ball gets deeper towards the wing or in the corner, whether you're trapping there or not, is that person on the left wing a really strong rebounder? Because chances are that basketball, if it's shot from the right side, is going to go to the left side. So we want a strong rebounder on the left wing as well. I love the one through one trap, so I could break down um, one through on defense in general, I could break down a lot of stuff right there. A couple more things for you to think about is your place. Some of those quick hitters, some of those uh, limited time on the clock situations where you need a bus bucket, what are your go-tos? Because chances are in those high pressure moments, so many different things going on, you don't want to be able to just make something up. You don't want to have to think back, say, oh, what was that play? You want to have it. You want to say, what is my best man-to-man -man play when we needed to? What's my best zone play when we needed to? What's my best man-to-man -man play when we need a three? What's my best zone play when we need a three? When you're running your blobs, do you have something that has the same alignment but multiple options? Do you have something that works against man and zone, I think those can be very effective because they're difficult to scout. And uh, that can be something for you to think about, especially when you have a blob play late game and you need to get a quick bucket. Uh, we also have some special situations with the coach's edge where, hey, we need to go the length of the court. There's only five seconds left. We have a handful of plays like that. If you're curious about some of that, that we provide to our coaches edge members. Hey, I don't mind. I don't mind sharing that with anybody, right? So, um, if you're you're listening and you're curious about some of that and what that looks like, feel free to uh, send that over. Uh, send me an email, contact at kramerbasketball.com, and I'd be happy to um, show you what that what that looks like as well. So, that's a little bit of what I think of as far as coaches really wanting to have in their bag when it comes to late game situations. Number one, I think you want to have a philosophy, just what you believe as far as foul situations, time and score situations, um, and then going into what are our go-tos offensively, defensively with some of our plays and the things that we really want to, to make sure our kids are understanding. And the last thing that I would leave you with is go with your gut. I think you got to go with your gut. Um, it's easy for us to overthink certain situations, um, but I think our intuition, if you want to call it that, is pretty trustworthy. And I also think if you don't go with your gut and then things don't work out, now you really can't sleep at night, right? I would, I would really rather go with my gut and it doesn't work out than uh, not go with my gut. It doesn't work out. And now I'm really kicking myself and can't sleep that night uh, because I just didn't trust uh, what I really believe deep down. So go with your gut and, uh, and live with it. <laughs> it's my last piece of advice regarding late game 
situations. Thank you for listening to the Coach's Edge podcast. We hope that you found it beneficial. If you're curious about any of the things that we talked about or you want to get an idea of some of these real quick, last second, quick quick hitters, let me know. Be happy to email some of those over to you. It's contact at kramerbasketball.com, at Coach's Edge One on Twitter. And if you found this beneficial, tag us and share it on social media. Be sure to leave a positive rating and review on Apple Pods. And now Spotify has some some access as well, which is pretty cool. Uh, We appreciate you listening and everything that you're doing for the game of basketball and all the young players out there. Thank you again. And as always, get after today.